Sunday, September 17th, Make Disciples. John 4, 4 to 26 and 39 to 42. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well, and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you've had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. For salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, They urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the saviour of the world. In my early life, I was the kid who was always in trouble for something. My sinful nature 
seemed to always be on display, and my shame was often very public. People told me that I'd never amount to anything, and I imagine that would have turned out to be true if I hadn't encountered Jesus when I was a senior in high school. So this story thrills my heart every time I read it because it speaks clearly to me and to my background. Like me, this sinful woman had a soiled past and present and seemed to have little more than curiosity about religious details. Somehow, I don't think it's mere chance that Jesus reaches out to this woman and meets her where she is in life. I suspect Jesus is showing us that the gospel is for all people, people like me, with all my mistakes, no matter our background. I see myself in this woman's story. Typically, the women came together in the morning or evening to draw water, but not this woman. Some scholars think she came around noon because she was avoiding the other women, probably out of shame. Jesus tactfully and gently addresses the cause of her shame as he talked with her about her life. Jesus doesn't condemn her. He merely communicated the truth about her life. That got her attention and provided conviction enough to stir up within her some hunger for the things of God that she had been pushing aside for a long time. This all started with Jesus' question, Will you give me a drink? Interesting, isn't it? When Jesus asks us a question, it makes us dig deep within ourselves. I've found that in my own life, and it tends to make me want to share what God is doing in my life with others. When the woman went back to town, she couldn't keep her encounter with Jesus to herself. The result was good fruit. People became his followers. That is true in my own life as well. When Jesus figuratively puts his finger on areas of my life, I find myself confessing my sinfulness and then being eager to share with others because of my own cleansed heart. Where have your life-changing encounters with Jesus taken place? How have they led you to make disciples of others? Mac McSweeney, read by Roselle Heckendorn. Engaging with Scripture. Today, we are using a method of engaging with Scripture developed by Ignatius Loyola, the founder of the Jesuits. Listen to the Scripture again. Try to imagine today's story from John's Gospel and visualize it. Don't seek intellectual insights or to analyze the text. Stay with the imagery, the picture, and use all your senses to see to touch, to feel, to hear the scene unfolding before you. Which part of the story are you drawn to? Which character do you identify with? Or are you a bystander or observer of the scene? Then listen to the scripture again and experience the story in the role of the character God led you to. And then talk with him about these questions. What do you feel? How does this relate to something in your life today? What might God be saying to you? And then come along tonight at five o'clock 
in Andover for a celebratory potluck meal in the lower hall. Or join us at 6pm for a time of worship, sharing and prayer and celebrate what God has been doing in your life and other people's this week through Prayer Week. Thank you.